We are live. Good evening, everybody. Good evening out there in TV land, radio land. Yep, I'm that old. How y'all doing tonight on this Sunday evening? It's your girl, but Tanya Harris. Good and just call me LHG. Coming to you for part two of our critical conversation series on childhood trauma. I am your hostess and I have along with me tonight, y'all Y'all better get ready, get y'all some water, get y'all some tea, get y'all burners or whatever beverage that you need for tonight because we are coming out, you know, with the real deal tonight. So I wanna introduce you to two of my sisters, get you some sisters that can roll with you intellectually and can ha-ha kiki with you also. Get you those kind of sisters. Cause we can we can do it all. We can get yeah. serious, we can laugh, we can do all that. Get you a community of women that don't they, they don't shy away from the real life issues that we deal with on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. Because I, I value sisterhood. I value these young women because they didn't have to come on tonight and grace us with their presence. I also want to thank you, our viewing audience. I am so excited to be a part of the Trailblazers family, and we're going to get started. Latanya Peterson is my sister, y'all. She is someone I met through Facebook. Facebook has some good qualities, y'all. It ain't, yes, you know, yes. you know, bad, y'all. Don't don't down Facebook too bad because I met some really good people this way. This girl is a fire cracker. No nonsense, no flim flam, no shimmy sham. She holds no punches. Listen, she's my sister, my prayer partner. Her name is Latanya Peterson. Y'all give her a hand and wave at her. <laughs> and on the bottom of the screen, let me tell you. Middle school, right, Patricia? Yes. Oh my goodness, girl. What, eighteen hundred and seventy-two? Forty-seven years ago. Somewhere around seventy-two, seventy-three. So, mm -hmm. listen, Lovington <laughs> Magnet Middle School. Don't play. <laughs> yes, that's. We right. had the cheese bus to take us to school, baby. This was serious. Oh, no. mm -hmm. This was we serious. Did. And what was so funny in school, Patricia? You were quiet too. Yeah, oh when you did <laughs> open your mouth though, when you did say something, it was something to be said. Let me just put that out there like that. Mm. You know, you was quiet, but when it was time to speak, you let them know. Oh, I know, I know this. Listen here. Yeah, yeah. Don't play quiet storm. Don't That's don't who I tend to be. Yeah. <laughs> and people people think that quiet people are all pushovers and punks. Oh, no. no, baby. They watching you. Yeah, it's they always watching the you. 
<laughs> and I want to thank y'all. And both of you are also a part of the Shades of Chocolate Sisterhood on yep. Facebook. Uh, and I want to thank you all for just rocking with me no matter what I'm doing. I can always count on my girls to hang with me. Tonight, y'all, I want to give you a brief recap of last week's show. We had some technical difficulties, so I want to do a, a recap. But first, do y'all mind if I talk to the Lord real quick about tonight and do a little prayer? Go ahead. Do your Let thing. me talk to him because he at the door. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for another opportunity to come before you and before the people, along with my sisters, to share light upon a matter of great importance. God, we ask you to manifest yourself in this show, bring healing, bring deliverance, set us free from stuff that has held us bound for decades. Set us free for the issues that have made us feel like we wasn't even human. Set us free from the shame and the guilt and the judgment from stuff that ain't even our fault. We're going to talk about it tonight. And I put on my good brazier, God, because I want to look good for you, Jesus. So come on in here. In Jesus' name, amen. Yes, amen. Amen. put on her good support. Yes. What in the world? Yes, <laughs> <laughs> it's that kind of show. It's okay. It's, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> you got to warn me because I'm like in the middle of prayer like, what? <laughs> <laughs> me and me and the Lord, we talk, we talk real like that. Okay, and I got my water and I got my lotion because I don't want y'all to come in here unmoisturized, ashy, and ashy. you better talk about don't it. Do it. Don't come don't here, ashy. We got hydration and critical conversation. Okay. That's all yes. right. So just to let y'all know, for those of you out there who didn't see last week's show, I kind of explain a little bit about why am I here? Why me and why am I doing this? At 47 years old, I found out that I was dealing with some issues that have happened to me many years ago. I'm talking decades. And when you go back, for those of you who were born in the 70s and maybe even before, there really was no, um, uh, excuse me, mom, can I have some therapy? And do you want to go too? You didn't do that. You And many parents, especially in the religious community, uh, were not equipped or didn't care or didn't understand uh, the signs of a traumatized child. Um, and it, it went all the way back to, you know, divorces and moving from place to place and not knowing where you belong. And then when there's a divorce and a remarriage, new families arise and you got this side of the family, you got this side and you're like, where do I fit? Yeah. Who do I belong to? And is it my fault that they couldn't stay together? I mean, we're talking about a child's mind, y'all. So these are the things that some children think about. It's not just you parents uh, going through the divorce, especially a tumultuous one where there's a parent against the other parent and you, you know, you pulling them and you're arguing and you're saying bad stuff about each other and the child is forced to, well, whose side am I going to go on? You mm -hmm. know, who do I believe and who do I ignore? Because it's, it's a little difficult. And then you get new people introduced to it. You get step parents and the whole blended family dynamic. And let me just say this to people who are divorced 
and you decide to date and or remarry, make sure that that person accepts your children. Let's just start. Go ahead, Latanya, just jump in. Or be careful. Okay. Even even though both of my parents was remarried, I mean, neither one of them was married to each other. Let me just start there. Okay. But both of them was married to different people. Okay. My daddy was married five times. Wow. Wow. Okay. The first one he was married to two different times. One, two different times, or one another time. Okay. And out these ladies, I had to fit in somewhere. Right. And you know, with some of them having children, you know, it was some favoritism. So we have mm. to watch that too. Let's talk about that. And that's a, that's that's a part of trauma too. Mm-hmm. A it whole is. other dimension of trauma because you are introduced to people <laughs> in a family that may not accept you. And right. it made me think about my godmother and she was born in a time where there was a lot of colorism. Right. So everybody else was fair skinned, light skinned, mm. and she was the only dark child. There was blatant, you know, like, you know, the treatment was different. That was right. That was was you too, sis? Yeah. Oh. No. I, I was the darkest child um, of my mother's children. Okay. And um, I was in a car accident and I spent a lot of time in the hospital, six months in the hospital. Mm-hmm. And when I returned to school, I had to wear bandages on my face. Okay. And the children were cruel. So keep in mind, wow. I was already dark skinned. I was about a pencil stick thin. Okay. And after these bandages came off my face, to, I have a scar to still prove it. Um, but after these bandages and things came off my face, I had to wear a lot of dressings like skin, mm-hmm. like Vaseline and ointments on my face so that my face mm-hmm. can heal. And okay. I had to go through a series of skin grafts and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. So imagine the trauma that I went through. Yes, yes. But also I had stepsister in the same thing. And my daddy and her mom was married. So she spent more time with my father than I did. So okay. there was a lot of favoritism that was okay. going on in the household. Mm-hmm. So we have to be careful when it comes to blending other families. And yeah, children. that's true. And we have to be mindful and considerate mm-hmm. of all parties involved. And, and, mm-hmm. and that brings up another question. And Patricia, and jump in. I want your take on this. When you are dating, how important is it to consider that even in the dating stages? <laughs> what you thinking, Patricia? So I chose not to date when I had my kids when they were little. Okay. Because I was molested as a child. Wow. And that trauma outweighed any need for affection that I needed. Wow. Um, the protection of my kids. Yes. And there's too many pedophiles out there. Yes. And and not just pedophiles, but also people who are just crazy, for lack of a better word. Right. Who are just out there literally as predators for your kids. To beat them up, to kill them, is just too much happening. Right. So until they got to the age where they could tell me, mm-hmm. you know, this person is a bad person, which, you know, that means double digits at that point. Mm-hmm. I didn't date. I didn't date. And I, I, I mean, it, and also because... Um, I came out of a traumatic 
marriage mm -hmm. and I didn't feel like I learned my lesson from that mm. because wow. there was a reason and it definitely it took two people to screw that marriage up right right um, because he was is a narcissist mm -hmm. um but why did I choose a narcissist mm. and until I could answer that question I didn't trust myself dating Wow. Because I didn't want to repeat that cycle. I recognized it as a cycle. And I was like, I'm not going to choose my father and brother all over again. Why would I do right. that? I did right. it once. And, I'm, you know, so, but when I did start um, dating, I was mindful just of watching my kids' reactions. Okay. They were always first. Okay. Always first. And I only literally dated like one person. <laughs> I mean, I dated more, but like seriously dated one person. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I was bored with it, honestly, at that point. <laughs> you know, because I mean, I just um I enjoyed raising my kids so much. Nice. I really did. And they only had like a second of childhood. I have the rest of my life to date. Right. That's true. That's you know? a good point. That's and a good point. I'm looking at like my youngest is 20. When did that happen? <laughs> like, what? I'm looking at her. Right. Like, hold up, hold up. Wait, you, you, how old? Wait, what's going on? You was right. just a baby like yesterday. So I figured, well, shoot, I can wait, right? And have a life after. I'm not old, I ain't decrepit. I can still go out there and flirt with the best of them. Y'all should see. Well, this. you better talk. About I'm gonna tell you something one day. I'm gonna show you. I'm just gonna record it. <laughs> Is all my friends. The last time a cop pulled me over, I flirted my way out of a ticket. Oh, Patricia. And he was yeah. cute, so I'm, not Girl, you I'm just trying to tell you, he was cute. But yeah. <laughs> but I am a natural flirt anyway, so I mm -hmm. have some confidence in my skills. But I just didn't need that that bad where the kids needed to be victims of somebody stupid. But you said something that was so important. Let's let's go back a little bit mm -hmm. many times our choices of who we date yes. can be a direct you know correlation from what we dealt with in the past it's most definitely so I you either yeah you either you're gonna want somebody all the time yeah. so when i was growing up as a baby mm -hmm. and let me just give this disclaimer this show is not to shame anybody or blame anybody. It just is what all. it is. So yes. please know for those who are going to watch this and those who know me, know my family, it is what it is. Okay. Mm -hmm. I love my mom. I love my father. I love my deceased stepfather. But we're talking about what was. I'm even talking about myself as a parent. So oh, ain't yes. shame. It, it is what it is. But as mm -hmm. a child, I remember noticing there was a need to be with someone. Yes. Like, like she wasn't necessarily happy until there was someone. And mm -hmm. certain things can happen in your life that make you need validation, comfort from, from you know, a man. Mm -hmm. But you might know that's not the right man, but yet it's a man. But right. can I intercede? And, um, yeah. And, you know, Go ahead, you. and with me, it was just the opposite. Okay. Okay. And, and and just and just like you said, this is not to shame anybody because I love my parents. I love my right. step parents. But watching my father in his mm -hmm. relationship, mm -hmm. like, whoa, mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Baby, five marriages. <laughs> and it ain't worked yet. Right. And watching the men of my family. Okay. 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 Yes. So when it came to raising my children, and I have three boys and one girl. Okay. To raising them, I can really count the number of relationships. Yes. Some was failed. Mm-hmm. Well, all of them was failed, but I'm currently dating again. Yeah. Huh? And we're going to talk about this a little bit. Oh, okay. Let me get a shot. Let me get a drink on that. Let me get a drink on that. Wait now. How oh, right past that one. <laughs> no, I'm gonna come back to it because it all ties in on with with this. However, when it comes to dating, I had I'm real cautious on who I bring around my children. Right. And I was with a guy for my my youngest son is 17 now, and I was with him for like 13 years. Wow. You wow. can be the perfect father figure, but not the perfect man. Okay. Come on. Let's talk about that. Come on. He did nothing wrong to the children, but if you're not in a healthy relationship with the mother, it's just it's worse to not being good to the children. That's even more traumatizing to the children. Yeah. Say that again. So let's talk about the secondhand effects, just like secondhand smoke. Yeah. Come on. Effects and being in a dysfunctional relationship. Yes, yep. and if you notice, I'm gonna be creating some words, but I'm breaking down so everybody can. Understand. That's all right, girl. Be um, because I'm creating my own dictionary one of these days. But, <laughs> all right, but I like in that. reality, I'm serious. But the long term effects, and you know, as a young parent, I'm 40. Okay. My oldest son is 25. Okay, and um, just as this year. Um, I had to reevaluate and sit down and have some talk with my two oldest children Mm. because I had my first child when I was 14. And the things I do with my youngest two children, I didn't do with my oldest two because I was a child raising a child. Mm. And I still had childhood trauma because Mm. I was a little girl raising a baby. You see what I'm saying? And I was not in the healing processes. And you know, when we talk to our kids and we trying to teach them not to have unhealthy relationship we right. have to teach them how to heal and then in teaching them yeah. how to heal we have to heal with them yeah and the first thing we got to do parents i hope y'all watch this and don't 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 speed past this when y'all watch this because y'all need to get this what i'm saying that's right this ain't for nobody what well, this is for y'all so i love y'all still the same after i say this ah. but this is gonna be hard come on we as parents need to shut up and listen. We as parents have to shut up and listen to what our kids are saying. Just because we are their parents, we need to listen to them. We're not all the time. That's good, Latanya. That's hard. I had to get it myself. That's hard. (laughs) I had to get it myself. That's hard. I said it. I said it my fool. And you know, and it took me to this year. My son's 25. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So his healing had to take place. And I'm happy to say my son, he, he he's still healing. And, you know, it, it, it's a healing process. Yes. But he's a happily married man now with his oh, own wow. family. You see what I'm saying? Right. But if he had not healed or began the healing process, 
things would have still continued to go on. That's why generational curses continue to happen because we never heal and we go on to cover it up and continue mm-hmm. to cover it up and we don't talk about it. We right. always try to sweep it up under right. the here, I'm here to talk about it. Right. I'm here for all right. this. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's so true. You just really have to put your ego aside mm-hmm. and, and yep. really just listen. Yes. And that's hard. That's hard because we come from a culture that is very famous for not listening. Yes. And yes. you know, sometimes, sometimes I actually gonna say, you might have to bite your tongue on this, but we really have to listen. Because our yes. kids gonna say, we ask our kids to say what's on their mind. But the we do. We they say something we don't like, we tend to want to shut them up. Yeah. Come on. You need to shut up and listen. Right. They can be saying something to save your life. Yes. Ooh. Wait, say it again now. Somebody write that down. Sometimes we have to listen, not sometimes right. all the time. We Say need it. to shut yes. up and listen because yes. they can be saying something to save our lives. Children right. are wise. Oh, not be out here. Not oh, yeah. That. Since it's Sunday, I'm gonna give y'all something from the Bible. I'm gonna give y'all a little tip. I'm not sure, but it's in the Bible. I'm quite sure it is. Research this is a good time for y'all to read your Bible today. It <laughs> <And> tell <laughs> yeah, I'm going here. So <laughs> you invited me, so you said critical conversation because I'm not let's have person. it. Let's have it. It tells us parents in the Bible not to provoke our children, but it does say that. we don't like to read that. We it only does say that. want to read, we only want to read children shall obey their obey parents, parents because it is right. Mm-hmm. But we don't want to read the part where it tells us not to provoke our children. Let's talk right. about that. Come on, right. preach tonight, right? Preach tonight. Mm-hmm. But then we we don't even want to. Here's the thing: you have to be able to listen to your child without automatically jumping into disrespect for and, and child should be seen and not heard. You gotta come beyond that. And, and I remember I'm... growing up. That's that's kind of how it was. If you were if you were to speak, it was an automatic backhand slap in the mouth. Automatic people refuse to have a conversation with a child. Why? Automatic. And you Why? know what? Because the truth was being exposed. And like I said before, I'm the first one to have to admit the teaching I give my youngest two is not what the oldest two got. I was right. one to use whoopings and the shut up, you're a kid, mm-hmm. you don't know mm-hmm. what you're talking about. That's real I talk. Wrong. I was That's wrong. Real. And my kids, my two oldest ones, probably looking like, yeah, she finally admitted she was wrong. Oh, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> and that's part of healing as a person. Yes. Yes, Tanya. And and, and the and first thing we got to admit is that we wrong. Come now, on. How can you grow if you can't acknowledge when you're not wrong? And okay. I have to say, like, just along the same lines, there is a place for quiet with youth. Yes. There's mm-hmm. a balance. And I, I say yes. that cautiously because as a youth, I didn't want to be quiet. Mm-hmm. And so my mom would always say, it's okay to not speak and just listen. Mm. she wouldn't always shut me down it was my other relatives who would do that but she would always say it's okay to just listen and that was her way of saying I'm trying to tell you something shut up but she didn't say it like that she was just trying to tell me maybe you can learn from my experiences if you just listen so I tell my, my kids I've got five Okay. Um, and I call them kids, but they're all fully grown in their own way. 
Mm-hmm. And I have four boys and a girl, so I'm a lot like you. Bless your heart. <laughs> girl, and the girl is the youngest. Um, okay. And I say that because birth order really means a thing in mm-hmm. my house. Um, because she was definitely the the golden child. Because <laughs> he's the only girl. What am I going to do? Y'all, I was the youngest and I was a girl, so I don't know. I was like, she's here. It's over for us. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but um, I, I, I tell them still to this day because I remember how hard it was for me to listen. As mm. a young, just, man, you're young. What you? What they know? What they know? Right. You know, that's know exactly right. They all did that hard headed. What they say? A hard head make for a soft rear end. Yes, that was me, right? And I, I told them actually today. I said I understand that you're young and you feel invincible because I did. I mm. was young and invincible, and I said and I always say to them, there is nothing you can do that I haven't thought about. Right, done, and it mm-hmm. doesn't diminish your experience, but just I know you're gonna have to do it anyway, right? But I just really would not like for you to run into that brick wall, <laughs> yes, if you can, and you, but, know, you know, you have yeah. to make a space in the time when you're raising kids to listen. Mm-hmm. We had family meetings. We had regular family Oh, I love meetings. that, Patricia. Mm-hmm. I love that. And that started when they were little, little, little. Like that's tiny. good. And I don't know if they felt safe because I'm the parent and that's a different mm-hmm. role. And they, they express that sometimes. Like, yeah, but you was my mama sitting there. I ain't going to tell you everything. Right. But, you know, and that's smart. Don't do that. Don't tell me everything. Keep some of that to yourself, you know. But um, they we could at least talk about family dynamics and how the routine was going to go that day. And I have a few children who are neurodivergent. Okay. And basically that means that um, one's on the spectrum and mm-hmm. um, I'm pretty sure I am. <laughs> um, but there's uh, ADHD and okay. anxiety and depression. And so mm-hmm. those things, I really had to keep a very serious routine. Yes. And if that was going to change, I had to be like, okay, y'all, this is what's going to happen. Right. You know, let's talk about this. Let's talk what about it. Are you having? You might be my cousin. Because I grew up. Girl, we all related. <laughs> right. We all related. <laughs> we related. And I, I, that came from me never having a space to talk. Mm-hmm. Nobody made a space in my life wow. to hear me. And mm-hmm. here's the problem. I just saw this meme on Facebook. I was, like Latanya said, I was quiet. But I wasn't quiet because I was healthy. I was quiet because wow. I was clinically depressed as a kid. Like, wow. Wow. <laughs> no one talked to me. I was the baby of the family. I was quiet. They they pushed me to the side. And literally, like my cousins will say, I thought you were good. I was like, I really was not good. So I wasn't make, either. Girl, see what I'm saying? And I so wasn't when you make, good. When you make a space and they can talk and they can express themselves, even if it's not talking, Kids are amazing with like drawing and creating. Yeah. There's music. My kids are all musicians or singers. There's always something because they have no filters anyway. Mm-hmm. They go and express how they feel. You know, you just have to actually be present in the moment. Right. And like my other sister Latanya said over here, Miss Peterson, she said, you have to be able to not jump to shut up. Yes. More. Yes. And that's hard for a parent because it is very hard. You do sometimes no more. I often used to tell the kids, um, I know what's around the corner. 
Mm. I can see God literally gives me prophetic dreams about their future. Mm -hmm. I know, I know what's going to happen to you, Wow! but you're not hearing me. But then I'm like, well, maybe they ain't supposed to. Wow. Maybe you're not supposed to. Maybe the Lord told me so I'd be prepared. Mm. And Come I think this. I think an issue with today's youth is that they're not given a space or a time to properly express themselves yeah. without being judged. Mm. Oh, girl, right. that's true. That's, that's true. So because true. I'm gonna that's go true. back. I'm gonna go back to me. When I was growing up, I was always the black sheep of the family. Mm. Or I'm going to go on further. I can remember my brother. I had two brothers to get murdered. My oldest brother. Oh, my God. Oh, sorry. My, <laughs> my so oldest. Sorry. Thank you, ladies. But my oldest brother, I can remember when he got killed. I was trying mm. to explain to my mama when she get home, because got home when she was this was going on, mm. that I was the one that answered the door when the guys came and told me that my brother was deceased. What? And I was trying to explain to her. As a child, Ooh. what was going on? Well, her sister, her brother told me I need to shut up and stay in the child place. Ooh, when, I'm giving, when I'm giving my mama hey. valuable information, it goes on further. Jesus. As, as a 12-year-old child, I can remember being slapped in my mouth and talk because I was talking too much. And then I can remember See, seeing me too. that because, yeah. because she's so disrespectful, I'm not never coming over here until she moved out the house. And you know what? They did not come visit my mama until I got grown and moved out. Wow. 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 But you bring up a good point, Latanya. Here's the thing. Let's go back to our childhoods for a minute. When you have that child that either, and both of you are on two opposite ends. You got Patricia, who may not have said much. You got Latanya, who was talkative. But who's paying attention? And so before you look at a talk of the child and label her, because I was labeled disrespectful, a bad child. Mm -hmm. And even our church, our church people, because I was deeply rooted in church growing yeah, up. Yeah, it is. Deeply yeah, rooted. And they recognize something's not right here. And they would tell my mom, she's not bad. She just talkative. She And, and she your child. And, you know, so when you, if, if the mama has a voice and is, is outspoken and extroverted and talkative and communicative, it could be that the child is just like that. Right. I have two parents who are very great speakers, very intelligent. They will, they have great conversation and can hold any kind of conversation. So mm -hmm. it wasn't that I wanted to be disrespectful. I really was trying to say, hi, I'm here. And I know that when you come home from work, you're tired because she had a very stressful job. And I, let me say this, and I thank her for travailing and working the way she did to provide for us. Yes. And a lot of the stress that she brought home came from the employer. Definitely. So some of this trauma, y'all, ain't the parents' fault. Mm -mm. Right. Some of, some of it came from either their own childhood workplace trauma because back in that day my mother was fighting tooth and nail as a black woman girl say to hold a job where her caucasian you know counterparts were getting the the promotions but yep. behind the scenes it was a milli vanilli 
Yep. They, were, they were giving the accolades and the credit, but yeah. it was my mom who was doing the projects at two o'clock in the morning and, and you know, typing stuff up and printing stuff out, but they would get the credit. We're talking yep. 40 years ago. And, and a lot yeah. of it has not changed today. Exactly. And, and I go to work and I come home stressed and, and my baby gets the brunt of it. It's the same principle. I'm tired of having to prove myself and do double the work because I'm a black woman. I'm, I'm black and I'm a woman. And so I have to do, you know, you know, double to just get the foundational performance review. Right. So some of this trauma maybe comes from other outlets and some of it is not avoidable. It just happens to be what it is. And then mm -hmm. what about that mom? that is a single mom and gets two jobs and they get home are by themselves and oh. big brother has to become dad that to right little brother right so there. he doesn't get a childhood right that child right there there is no childhood for big brother because right. he gotta make the dinner he gotta make sure baby brother gets cleaned up and ready yeah. to school but i can't blame mama for working because she gotta feed the kids right Right. So, so that's, that's sort of kind of my situation. Mm -hmm. Um, I pretty much been a single mother, mm -hmm. um, four children. I had my first one at 14, 16, 21 and 23. Now I'm on the last one. We're going to all rejoice and celebrate next year. Yes, honey. He'll be 18. He graduating. This is the last one. So I'm going to send y'all invites. Please. Um, <laughs> I want to be I there. there. Yeah. I feel that. I feel but, it in my heart. Um, and and I was a dropout, and I decided to go back and further my education. Look I went there. Okay, I got Come my on. DV in 2010. To remind oh. you, I was working two jobs, Burger King and McDonald's in 2010. Right. I continued to work Burger King and McDonald's. I went back to college, got my first two degrees. Wow. I ended up, not to this all while raising kids, with a child that had adhd odd That's one it. that was just sleep one had severe asthma so i had a lot going on but it was all me by myself you yep. know when kids don't want to act right but then also we're gonna bring it home now i'm in a management position i mm -hmm. hold five degrees i'm still that single parent now the kids are older people think you just need a babysitter when your kids are young no you you need you need babysitter you need to this is sidebar. I'm gonna give y'all some free game for parents that don't know that don't want to get no babysitter. Get y'all ring camera for the yep. inside of y'all home. Let them <laughs> teens be great, but be watching from y'all job. I yes. saw right. How you know that you sit Let's talk about that. <laughs> that's that's but, yeah, that's real talk. But on real for real, <laughs> on for real. I am that single parent out. I, I work two to three jobs. Yes. I held it down by myself. Mm. Um, my youngest son is in his last year of high school. Um, I work anywhere from 12 to 16 hours every day. And um, except for on a Sunday, because my Sunday is dedicated to church, family, okay. and making memories. Period. Nice. No exception. Nice. Because if we don't stand for something, we're going to fall for anything. This right here oh. is considered making a memory. So this all falls in my plan. But what I'm saying to you is, imagine what I go through. And some nights, depending on your position, where you work at, and then I'm a chaplain. Also, I'm a chaplain and a minister. So okay. I get a call in the middle of the night. 
Guess who got to get up and go? That's wow, it. sis. Guess who? Guess who? Get up and go. That's right. amazing. That's amazing. And, but what I do do is I don't take work. I don't bring work home. Okay. And I don't take home to work. Okay. Okay. And let me give y'all some smart. That's about smart. Me. Very smart. Prayer is the key. Yes. To everything. Yes, it is. I sit outside in front in my van for 30 to 45 minutes sometimes before I come in because sometimes my oh, heart is oh, yes, yes. And you don't want to bring the debris in your house with you because it is residue when you get off work. Come on, residue. Yes. 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 <laughs> and STDs is real. And I'm not talking about sexually transmitted disease. I'm talking about spiritually transmitted disease. Well, come yes. on. Yes. So, so you got to get it together before you bring it in because your kids, uh -huh. your children, yes. no matter if they zero to 50 years old, know when something yeah. is wrong with you. They'll find and that they energy. feed off your energy. Yeah. So we, we, we can't, we gotta, gotta, that's we gotta a good point because I can remember, I can remember my dating life y'all. And let me just be extremely transparent. Um, mm -hmm. Going from what I saw growing up, and what society seems to feed us is that you're almost half a woman without a man. Yeah. <laughs> Same yeah. thing about motherhood. You're not even a full-blown woman if you ain't had a kid. Yeah, it's just certain yes. things out That's there. Big. So in my adulthood and trying to date, and I tried to do it the right way, having a daughter. And I will say, you know, don't assume that because your child's small and acting like they sleep, they know who in their house. Yeah, you better talk about it. They know, they know what's going on. Kids is young, they're not stupid. They, thank you. They and need they listen too. when the door open and then when the door shut, and when that car crank on and somebody pulling up, pulling up, pulling out, they know. Yep. And when you on the phone, too. Come all on. of it. They, are, they all are of it. Sponges. They are absorbing all of that. So my daughter told me at one point, she was like, Mama, I just want you to be happy. And she's kind of was saying. If your happiness lies with doing this or getting somebody else, however you get it, mama. Oh. And that, that hit me hard because I had to admit when the relationship wasn't right, my spirit was like, I can't even keep a dude. Oh. And I was yeah. yeah. frustration to my child. And uh -huh. that's true too. Um, Sister Latanya, I told you about this. I kind of gave you an overview of the situation. I'm going to share this. So this guy, me and him was talking. And my grandson, I have three grandkids, y'all, by the way. For all y'all viewers, I have three grandchildren. My oldest grandson is seven. Mm -hmm. I, his name, Alex. I have a granddaughter to her name, Yara. And I have mm -hmm. a grandson, Josiah. He's three months. Okay. However, the gentleman came over and he was on the porch. And kids can feel... Oh, right. Come on, you better know Listen, it. I was on the porch you because you ain't getting, if you ain't right, you ain't getting past the porch with Alex. Huh? My baby. <laughs> Listen, Alex, I, we was gonna go in my house and watch a movie or something. Listen, Alex stood by my front door. <clears throat> he looked at me. He said, "Hi." He folded his arms just like this. See, and did not move. Who Hi. are you? Who are you? Who are I don't you? Don't him being like that. But let me tell you, in that process, 
it shook something up in the man's spirit to where he had to leave. Um, I told you what happened. And I'm going to be transparent because, like I said, I'm an open book and I don't keep no secrets. It is what it is. Right. I found out he was married. Oh, you know what I'm Always. 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 Lord. Oh. Had to and get a stick on that one. And my grandson, he, he felt it. He knew, yeah. he knew yeah. exactly what. He probably knew something was wrong. Yes, he did. He knew, he knew something was wrong. And um, it was just what, you know, kids will lead you, you know, protect you. Um, mm. And absolute blessing. So we need to pay attention to these Pay attention. Telling them to shut up. Right. Yes, pay attention. Mm-hmm. And we have, have to be careful. Have real mm-hmm. dialogue. One thing that I've That's it, Patricia. When I was a kid, no one ever explained to me what was going on around me in, re- mm-hmm. in regards to the traumatic things that were happening. And I had a very violent and chaotic like, upbringing. But no one explained, like, even just in my family, like my cousins and aunts and things, no one explained anything. So I always felt out of the loop. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, I like, do. if a tragedy happened, no mm-hmm. one told me how right. it happened, when it happened, who it happened to. Right. Nothing. So I was always like in these blinders. Like I don't. If I knew something, it's because I heard, overheard, yeah, talking. That was me too. See, and my yeah. mom, because we were in a deep domestic violence situation, she never mm-hmm. really shared her emotions with me. Mm-hmm. And people say, "Oh, you put too much on kids," and dude, I'm already there. Right, we're right here. <laughs> Hello. I'm experiencing these things with you. Yes. You know, and so what I learned from yes. that was you better talk to your kids about how you feel, ask them questions. So when I would come yes. home from work, like you said, um, Miss Latanya, you said uh, you sit in your car for a minute. I would sit there too and just decompress. Like, hold on, let me just get right. Let me get right. Mm-hmm. I'm the kids in the house. Y'all go ahead in the house. I'm good. Go ahead. Go, go. All of you. And right. just sit there for a hot second. But then it, they would come and say, are you okay? You look sad, mommy. And I say, yeah, I'm sad because X, Y, Z happened. Mm-hmm. Right. This happened. And of course you say it in kids' terms. You're not putting the problems on them. They know something's wrong. Yes. Mm-hmm. And you keep them out of the loop. All it does is create an atmosphere of distrust. Yes, it does. And, and it doesn't teach them how you solve problems. That's false. Mm-hmm. It's a Ooh. whole false facade. That you the strongest person. I showed the kids I was vulnerable. They Ooh. somehow still got the impression I was strong. I was like, I don't know who y'all are talking about. But I'm not. I was like, I'm vulnerable. I cry. I I break down. I have my limits. There are times when I can't be mommy. Wow. You know, I'm going to need y'all to go sit in that room and watch this TV. And? Because... Because I can't do it today. I can't cook dinner. I can't... Because I was, I was a single mom. And that's honest discussion. That's an honest discussion with your children that you are a human. You're not right. a robot. You're not perfect. Right. You are a human being. And mm-hmm. I might add this too. For anyone that's out there that's looking or will be watching this, just know if you have more than one child, your oldest child or your only child goes through everything that you go Ooh, through say it in again, a relationship. Girl. Say it again. My Ooh, son just told me that today. He and they it. remember everything. Everything. 
I sure do. I sure do. Everything. That that was me. And the thing about it is, Mm. and I'm going to say this, and I said this once before, and Mm. it's going to sound crazy when it comes out. In the beginning, when a child is brought here, you know who their God is? Their mama. Yeah, it is. They don't know God as we know. They know how they got here is mama. Their 100% source is mama. Yes. So there is a bond. There is a mm-hmm. connection mm-hmm. that is so strong. Right. And and the child just wants mama to be okay because if mama is okay, that means I'm okay. When right. mama becomes unraveled, I'm yeah. scared. Right. But if you have a conversation with Thank them, you. Say, like you just said, Patricia, here's what happened. Mm-hmm. I don't have the money right now to get this. And mm-hmm. we may have to move. So yes, I want you to go yes. pack your clothing. We're going to be okay. We're going to Auntie So-and-So's. Yep. But I would go over to my cousin's house and come back to a different house. See what I'm saying? And be like, what? Um, Okay. Did, you, did we move? Y'all didn't tell me we was moving? And, and that another- happened several times, y'all. You go over to your aunt's house. And when you get picked up, you land at another address with your boxes in a room. And you like, you couldn't just say... We moving? And, and it's something else on my heart about childhood trauma. Because we're talking, we going to talk about this. Yeah, go we, ahead I'm now. Go upset, ahead. I'm going to upset some people. I love y'all, though. <laughs> let me get my water. Let me get my pop. Hold up. Oh, hold on. Let me, see, so hold up, hold up. Let, me get, let me pour this real fast because it's about to get real. Let me open this. this, this big take old your thing. sip, Patricia. Take your sip. I'm taking the Brothers. sip. Okay, let me let you take your sip because I don't want you choking on your water. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> Come on here, Latanya Peterson. Brothers, I love y'all. We oh, all the brothers. Oh. This, this for our sisters, too. We have some wonderful fathers. So y'all fathers don't take this the wrong way. Sisters. <laughs> I'm going to tell y'all this, too. Y'all cannot Keep overcompensating y'all children for something the dads can't do, and they those kids turning out like demon seeds. Hold on, I'm not finished. It's just starting there. She says chapter one, chapter one, verse one, chapter verse two. Come on, <laughs> you have to take responsibility for being the mother. We are mothers, we cannot be their father, we cannot. We can only do the best that we can. Yes. Say that. That's verse three. Stop bad mouthing their dead. When y'all mad at him, even if he ain't no good, you knew he wasn't no good when you chose to lay down with him. Toast to that. So so, if he ain't no good, still speak good about him. Let them children grow up to find out if he ain't no good. Or don't say nothing. Still encourage them to respect their fathers. Right. Now I couldn't Please. speak good about their father, but I didn't say anything. If they ask me a question, don't. If, if you can't say nothing good, if you can't say nothing good, just remain quiet. Thank you. That's admirable. That's right. Just because I'm gonna tell you it, what it does to a child. Um, it turns them against you. It it pits them against against the other parent, but it also makes them wonder. You got all these bad things to say about him. What about some of the things that you didn't do? And you know what? You know what it does? What my kids have expressed to me? I never did it, but 
they can they're good at articulating kind of what it might feel like because they see it happening in their friends mm-hmm. they say it pits them against themselves oh because they're half of each of you that so is not true bad about that, person, that must mean i'm bad that is a very good point and they said you've split me in half if you did that so now i have inner conflict and i hate myself oh yeah, because you told me to hate my father Ooh, that is that's you know, right there. I I I almost forgot about that. That causes a lot of childhood trauma too. Yes, yes. ma'am. And, and you know what? I'm gonna say this again, Mama and Daddy. I love y'all if y'all watching because they probably is. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> and this ain't no sides towards y'all. This is actually a good thing. What I'm finna say. Oh, my mama and my daddy. They don't think I'm li- I was listening as a child. I was listening to y'all. I probably wasn't supposed to be, but I was. I was the nosy child. <laughs> they couldn't stand each other. Oh, but I'm gonna oh. tell you, I'm gonna say it like this. Ooh, you in my house now, girl. You, you in my house now. When mm. it came to raising me, they didn't miss a beat to this okay. day. And I'm 40 years old. And if they wasn't friends, they friends now. Mm-hmm. But when it came to raising me, there was unity in raising okay. a child. I respect that okay. as about the both of them. So yes. big props out to my parents. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's amazing. But you bring up a good point because here, here, here I am in year four of a marriage. Okay. First and only marriage in the name of Jesus. Amen. So depending on the dynamic in your home between mom and dad, my stepfather, uh, my second stepfather, who's now deceased was really a father to me. But unfortunately, it was very tumultuous between the two of them, my mom. I know he loved her. He called her his queen. Every card had to my queen. Everything he did was about my mother. And I'm not sure if she knew how to handle that kind of love. And I'm on the outside looking. I'm not her. But it came across very harsh. It was always a battle. And for one, finances was a very big battle because when you marry a man that already has multiple children, small yeah. children, child support is going, that check going to be negative $18 and 37 cent, negative right. $15. Mm-hmm. Yep. So here we are in a home where money was always an issue because the mothers figure, oh, you married now. I want to raise the child support. So it was a constant battle about money, about can his kids come over or his children don't get along with my mom. And I'm like, I want us to be a happy family. I got, you know, stepbrothers and sisters. And eventually uh, my parents had a child together who is my actual sister. So, but when you are in a home where there's no harmony, now they took care of me. I will, I will say I had food. I had shelter. I got to school. I got an education. But when it came to their dynamic, that put a, a mark on me. I didn't know it until when? Until I got my own husband. Yeah. Who I love dearly. But I have found myself having to apologize profusely because I don't know what it was like to have, you know, peace, you know, mm. in terms of the marriage in the home. I don't okay. know what it looked like. So when it came to us having conversations and and just trying to, you know, make things happen, I found myself aggressive 
just, what do you mean? I found myself being the aggressor because my mm-hmm. mother wore the pants. When I tell you that woman ran the house, but here's the other part of it. My stepfather allowed it. He mm-hmm. took a back seat to my mother, which made her go even harder. So it, it's a balance. I would have, at, at some point he did tell me one day, I'm going to stand up to your mama. I said, well, let me know so I can nah. close the windows and you <laughs> understand this is going to be World War X and you might even cause the rapture to come up through here early. <laughs> I don't know what no part to that. If you go, go over there if you want. It was nice knowing you and may you rest in peace. Oh, no. <laughs> no. And we are a, a matriarchal society. You know, we I think are. that as black folks, we tend to forget we are, and it's not our fault. It's, it's we first are. of all, we don't come from the United States. Okay, let's start there. We're not from here. And also, wow. when we got here, our men were taken from us. Wow, Patricia. What what toys did we have? And still wow. to this day, where are our men? They're taken from us. Wow. There's That's too deep. much. We're a matriarchal society, so it's wow. not always like uh, people get too caught up on that you know who's in charge or who's this well we kind of have to be i hated that when i was married i hated being quote unquote in charge okay i wanted to take a back seat i was done because i've been in charge of a lot of grown-up things since i was a kid right i actually wanted to like sit back and just chill for a minute but this dude was i don't even know in some fantasy world and i was like i was like well if you're not gonna do the stuff that it takes to Yes. <laughs> so yes. The house run. I guess I'm going to have to do it. And yay, right? So it's it's we are a matriarchal society. But could that have been Patricia? Let's flip it on the other side. So when a a man gets into a relationship or marriage and does not feel comfortable taking that place, can that be because of what they might have seen or didn't see where they come from? Well, he is Mexican. Okay. So he's very patriarchal. Okay. And unfortunately, we were young. Okay. And um, neither of us had the skills to be married. See, neither that's of us. Huge right there. And and we both came from trauma. Mm-hmm. And so he was throwing that patriarchal stuff at me, and I'm matriarchal. Okay. Even though my mom was in a DV relationship, let me clarify that she fought back. Okay. And I'm not saying that made her like better than anybody else, but I'm trying to tell you, this is a black one, you know, Al Grits Green. Ooh, <laughs> not the high grits, not the high grits. <laughs> I'm just letting you know that she's, you know, till she passed away last year, that's mm. a scary woman. Okay. I'm still scared that she ain't even here, like right now. Right, like, right. Like, right. like, hold up, I'm, I'm playing, I'm playing, I'm playing. <laughs> because she's a scary woman. So right. I had a very strong matriarchal upbringing, even okay. with all the DV situations, and he had a very strong patriarchal, so it was clash, clash, clash. Right. And I'm like, if you want to take on that patriarchal role, show me. Right. But neither one of us had this communication skills. It was just a whole disaster right. to begin with. So I think it was... Well, that's scary. a good point, too. When, when we're talking about the results of childhood trauma yep. and how it affects us as adults. And you may not know how it affected you until you get married. That, that's until true. you say, and how do this again? Yeah. Um, because I used to hate when people say, what love have to do with it? 
Exactly. Uh, not, but now I understand because you can be in love head over heels, but if you don't have the tools to mesh your lives together and you know coexist in a healthy way, then you kind of end up in trouble in in some instances, you know, instances because you don't know what a healthy communicative marriage looks like. So you're coming in here with, with your baggage. Yep. And you know what I like? Some pastors say this, and I don't I don't like much of what pastors talk about when they talk about marriage, unfortunately. But mm-hmm. <laughs> I get I'm that. Sorry, because that's, not, that's be real talk. It tends to be a little misogynistic and backwards. Okay. okay. But um in, in this case, they say most people aren't in love, they're in lust when they first meet. Woo! That's, that's scientific. You in I was in lust. I was in Ooh, love. In the drink. This <laughs> You today. It was cute. It was lust, and I tell my kids, and I didn't want to go to hell having premarital sex. I had a whole baby. Okay, like (laughs) before we were married, a whole baby, and and the the problem with that is you don't even date long enough to know each other. Like know somebody because yes. And see, I'm very picky. I know now I'm very picky, and I don't call it selfish. I'm a Taurus, darn it. You know, girl, and I only got so much patience for people in general. Okay, let alone somebody in my house. Are you serious? I don't share. I don't share. Let's start there. <laughs> I like my. I love my space, and my quiet time, and those are things I learned once I got divorced. I was like, well, how? What was I doing? And also, I don't like narcissists, and he okay. is okay. Okay. And I don't know if he came that way or if he became that way. Like, I don't understand ah, okay. what happened, but I know his actions afterwards showed me his true personality. And I got, here's ah. a plot twist for you. Here is a plot twist for you. Okay. Um, so I we have five kids together, he and I. Okay. And then he subsequently, like, got married. That's a whole other thing. But, mm-hmm. um, and had another child. Okay. And it was so important to me to establish a relationship with between my kids and that child. Mm. Um, and the same thing for his mom, that me okay. and my mother are best friends right now. Oh, now, oh, understand, she got divorced from him. Okay. Which, tell him to, tell them to shut up, Maria Cheyenne. She said, go away. Go ahead, baby girl. <laughs> but um, I'm on my podcast doing fancy things. So anyway, um, <laughs> we became, like, like we're tight. Tight, tight, okay. best friends. And wow. I mean, you know, enemies, like, you know, we were never enemies, but enemies re- reunite, you know, like unite mm-hmm. against a common enemy or whatever. Like the enemy, right. my enemy right. is, my, is my friend, right? But um, our kids grew up together because right. we made a conscious choice. No matter what happens, they need to grow up together. I and admire they that. To, and they, they don't forget this dude, you know? I admire he, not, that he so wasn't much. Anyway. Yes. He decided to have a whole other life. So that's that's one of their childhood traumas right there. He decided right. to just, well, I'm going to go make my own life in the same town. I live in a small town, so it's kind of mm-hmm. hard to do that. But he did that. Mm-hmm. And the same thing to his other son. But mm-hmm. that's another thing. Like, don't be mad at the other woman. Right. Or the other family or the other right. kids. You teach them today. And, but we <laughs> tend to do and that. That's we what, tend that's to do that, though. Yes. That's a good point. Because it's we your base reaction. That. You yes. have to learn how to how to mitigate those base reactions. If your media reaction, you got to gauge. Is that anger? Is that jealousy? And again, I'm a Taurus. Mine is usually yes. anger. I go straight to What's my motive? 
Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah. And then go back and examine that and be like, that's not even important. Like, why am I mad at her? What's she doing? Right. This dude did this. Right. <laughs> he did yes. this. And yes. he did the same thing to her. So mm-hmm. it's a pattern. Y'all right. Pattern. So right. I mean, that's those are just some things to think about. Like, and and, and you gotta see how you develop over time. Yes. That's why and with this this new dating this new guy that I'm dating now. I'm yeah. proceeding, oh. I'm proceeding with caution. Come on, caution. It's like a sign. Caution. Come on, caution. I'm proceed- I mean, every he nice. I told him, and don't don't laugh at me, but I'm 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 a realist. I don't that's come on with it. Come on with it. I said I, I like need I'm to see- laugh because he said it, not laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I said I need to see you in three seasons: the good, the bad, and the ugly. I yes. love it. Yes, yes, I'm yes. Yes. Just good, yes. cute season. Yes. Yep. What a bad and the ugly yet. Right. Yes. And that's how right. you prevent certain trauma from happening. And you yeah, know, you um, that's it. That's it. And this guy, he 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 was bold. He did the boldest move I know. But he a nice guy. Let me tell you what was so bold about him. He went to my daddy. Okay, come on, sir. Oh no. What? So nobody go to my daddy. So I, I, this is gonna be a to be continued conversation. So that's old school though. But that's I nice. but you know what? That's but nice. I feel like side I'm that's old school fun. respect. That's okay. That mm-hmm. is okay. But Nothing I'm at this point where my youngest is 17, my oldest is 25. And mm-hmm. I've been single for so long, like like you, Patricia. Yeah, girl. I, I like my own space. So I'm getting back See, into the dating thing. I got to, I know what I like. Right. You know how right. some people early right. on in life and then figured it out, but I guess you can say I'm a late bloomer because my main focus in life was my kids. Yeah, that my children that. are all you know young adults and have their lives figured out. Mm-hmm. Um, now I know what I like. Now I'm just getting back on the dating scene. Now I'm like, oh, really? <laughs> Do I got time for this? And he ain't yeah. he ain't getting nothing wrong, but I'm like, is this really what I want? But yeah. then again, and then I did this this to him too. A one women with more than one child. We always we always got one child that's challenging than more challenging than the other. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I let him I ain't got one, so I can say that. I let him meet my most challenging child first. Oh, is that how it works? Okay. But how long did you wait, though? Tell me that, Latanya. How long did you wait to introduce to either child? What was your t- what was your range? Hmm, at least about six months. Okay. Oh wow, there you go. That that is a good thing to talk about because sometimes, mm-hmm. as women, and we're dating and we have kids, we might do that too soon. But, you know, or, hear me. It it mm-hmm. is still only a phone conversation, but not in the physical as of yet. Okay. So phone conversation first. That's smart. We, we, we gotta graduate. That's smart. I like we, that. We, we only doing phone interviews right now. <laughs> <laughs> phone screens. We, phone screens. We 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 uh-huh. doing phone screening. Uh-huh. I did uh-huh. her interview. Uh-huh. Now that's, that's smart. Know, that's smart. I, I love my parents, and I value their opinion, especially my dad. My dad is my best friend. Okay, uh-huh. so. And quite naturally, 
anybody, a woman's dad is going to be her first person, first guy she dates. Right. It's yep. supposed to set the standard for any guy she dates. Yep. And listen, when my dad called me, I'm like, hey, I really like him. Oh, my dad don't like nobody. Oh, I said, boy. I said, I, I was, a, hold on, I, I re- he ain't got no Facebook, no way. So I ain't even worried about that. We're going to get in trouble. <laughs> so when, and he know I, because I told him this too. When my dad called me, was like, oh, I like him. I was hoping my dad said, oh, no, I don't think he wants Oh, right? Oh. <laughs> but because I was so, you know, I was so set in my ways and mm-hmm. not really looking for it. Okay. But at the same time, I'm asking God to send me my mate. Maybe this is right. right. We just got to right. see where time is taking. This right. ain't going to be no fly by overnight, you know, uh, this going to be my husband. We don't know. It ain't even, no. That's smart. But at the same smart. time, this ain't going to be no 10-year boyfriend courtship. That's smart. That is we so gonna be yes, wise. Yeah. Like whatever, because we still... Throughout your kids in a relationship with you too, I come as a package deal. It's like having a 401k plan with me, baby. <laughs> and that's how we were when I was growing up, y'all. And you, Latanya, you you saying some things that's making me have this mental reflection. I'm going back to my parents were divorced when I was about two or three, so I don't remember life with dad in the house. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I do remember a period of time when my mom was dating. And I, because um, I was a small child, I remember being introduced to these young men and just not knowing, like, who is this? You know, I'm like, okay, who, and and why do we have to take them home? Why he don't have no car? We we girls, why why do you always got to take, you know, it's the drummer, it's the guitarist, it's the, the elder at the church. Why do we always got to be out late at, at, at 11 o'clock at night? And I, looking back on it, what kind of men would want a woman to do that? Can I tell Ooh, you why? With a young child. That, I, that have was- an I have an answer, Latanya. Come on, wait. I, I can talk about me. Come on. I'm 40, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little mature now. Um, But back then, I just wanted to be seen with a man because everybody else had a man and a husband. You know, I was a girl back then, but now I'm a grown woman and I know how to date with standards. It's a different thing. Yes, right. You have to step correctly. Right. Yes. See, I know how to date. Back then, I was just doing whatever. Yeah. Now I can date and court with my clothes on. Come exactly. on now. Exactly. I it's you. amazing how many men are intimidated by that mm-hmm. because they're still looking for the wounded person. Mm-hmm. Mm. They're still looking for that person who's living inside that trauma mm-hmm. and can't see the the person who's healed. And so they want that person who just wants a person, uh, a man on their arm. And you know, and, and, they, yeah. and you're right when you say that, Patricia, because um, before... Um, I started dating this guy that I'm dating. You will be surprised at some weirdo how they used to talk to me because I'm a thick girl. I'm mm-hmm. thick, but I'm cute with class. Yes, you are. You're gorgeous. <laughs> Go ahead. But you can <laughs> you cannot step from me no any kind of way. No. They will and try to know. use that big girl thing. Yeah, yeah they will. They and, and, and the guy that I'm dating, he knows. 
in any guy. And I would tell them, like, it is not no shortage of guys in my inbox. This is who I choose to entertain. Exactly. So be exactly. careful and be lucky that I'm choosing to entertain you. Right. Right. And I don't right. need you. I don't need you. I don't you. need you. I know who right. I am as a person. I am. I know who I am in the right. eyes of God. Mm -hmm. I know what I bring to the table. And all you saying, well, you said, when you talk about you love me and you just somebody that I just met last week, you only telling me that you telling me that you believe that my legs open very easy and they don't. Exactly. And that's important uh -huh. to even show your children uh -huh. because uh -huh. growing up and I, I think I might have even repeated this in my own dating life. The same way that, you know, the person that my mom was dating, they always lacked something. And yeah. she, I think she was the fixer. I became the fixer. Yeah. The project coordinator. You want to pick the person up and create this. Oh, when I get through with you, and I'm gonna write your resume for you, help you find a job. I'm right. gonna you up, put you through a detox, and right. all you, you and that comes from your childhood trauma because you feel as though just to have somebody, just to have somebody, I will attach myself to whoever makes themselves available. Mm -hmm. Not looking at standards per se, but okay, you okay, uh, you'll do okay, fine, right, you know, right, and, and that's the trauma talking. That is the trauma talking. And once you can start, like I, don't, I, I hate that it gets to that it, it, it takes us to get to this age to realize when the trauma voice is talking, yeah, and when your regular voice is talking, because now it's getting to the point where I can start to actually realize, like, oh, that's the trauma. Yeah, I just said that. I see it now. Yeah, it's crazy. I didn't. I didn't really see it then, but no, looking back, no, not at all. And you know what? And I'm like now, you'll be like, "Oh, that was trauma that made that decision." And this is important too, lady, sister, whoever watching, gonna be watching too. Ooh, they finna be mad at me again. Oh, let me get my drink. Ooh, I'm finna say this. <laughs> Ladies and sisters, I love y'all. I love uh -oh. y'all so much. That's her disclaimer. That's this her disclaimer. Y'all you know, know it's coming. <laughs> it's that agape love. That's how I much know. I love y'all. But we as women, especially if you have a son, mm. cousin, brother, or uncle, the way we conduct ourselves and raise our young men. We set the standard of how they treat their future girlfriends and wives. That's true, Latanya. Yes, it is. Speak it tonight. Yes, it is. That is very true. And you got to remind them. I have four. And I need I'm to right pull. behind I you with three. Hmm? I'm right behind you with three. You're right. And don't you have to pull them aside every once in a while? Like, listen, look, look. What, what, what the heck? I'm trying not to cuss. Like, what you doing? Because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. I didn't teach you that. That's right. not how you were raised, and you right. definitely didn't see nobody doing that. Right. Because I was, I was, I, I hope I was careful about their circle. Right. Because their dad was in their lives, I put role models around them. Absolutely. That were just like you know decent people, and I'm like, where you get, where'd you get that example from? Who taught you that? Like what? <laughs> You just went right towards the most extreme, ridiculous example and chose that to be your life. Like, what you do? Wow. Wow. And you know, once in a while, you got to revisit that, especially, I mean, I don't want to stereotype, but like girls and boys, just hormones. It's all hormones. And they're reacting on those hormones. And you got to have them conversations like, look, I know this is what you're thinking, 
feeling whatever. But, but when you're um, raising you don't have them, to act on everything you're feeling. When and when you're raising your child, even though yes, we as parents have uh, have experienced a certain amount of trauma, our love for our children, we want them to be productive in their relationships. Mm -hmm. so we need to have some of these really sensitive conversations because I want my daughter to, when she starts, when she's, she's at the dating age, I want to create a surrounding where she can pull from and say, you know, this is what I want my mate to look like. Yeah. And that doesn't always happen. That's why right. I try to avoid having, you know, arguments and stuff, you know, in front of the child. But sometimes a child has to know marriage isn't easy. Right. It's it not easy. There's two people that are that are combining their whole lives after being single for and, and you know, I yes. didn't get married until I was, you know, 40, 41, 42, you know. So, you know, all of these years of being single and just being me and her, right. and then this person comes into her world, I want to create an atmosphere where she can say, Okay, I see how this is this, this is gonna be, and I want her to make good choices. Mm -hmm. When it comes to who she dates, and I don't want her to be like me and say, "Okay, you'll do, yeah, you, you know, you know how you have hood houses, and you mm -hmm. got for all this sweat equity because it's nothing but a frame, and you got to put in, you got to, you got to put the side, and no, it's it's too much. Sometimes too much. it can be too much, y'all. I'm not saying I, a person should be perfect, but there should be some substance to them. And they better we, be doggone near perfect. They date my child. We can't change them. <laughs> and we as women, we think we're supposed to be the ones that miraculously right. turn them into right. these Prince Charmings. And that's not how life works, ladies. Right. You know, I, sure um, I hope I instilled, at least in, in my daughter, um, boys are different. But in her, mm -hmm. that if they can't treat you at least better than what we treated you, mm -hmm. they don't deserve you. And that means spoiled. We gave you everything. So if they can't do that, leave. Mm -hmm. If they talk to you any kind of way, because I don't look, I don't allow her brothers to talk to her any kind of way. So if they if they talking to you any kind of way, acting crazy, first of all, go get your brothers. You got she got five. Oh, and she well protected. And find me. Mm -hmm. Okay, because I'm not that person. I'll catch a case. Mm -hmm. So understand, you can always find me. I don't care. Don't be embarrassed. And that goes for young up. men too. We mm -hmm. don't want our young males dealing with any uh, any old kind of girl either. And I was just going to say that. Oh yeah, I, I can speak on that. that. And I'm, I'm going to tell you a night and day situation real quick. My oldest son, he have this wonderful, beautiful daughter in love. I love her as if she was my daughter too. Mm -hmm. They have they have their family, my grandkids. That's beautiful. Yes. yes. But let's flip over to the night. <laughs> then I got the night one. You know, you got <laughs> my son who's 19. Mm -hmm. Oh, had, okay. There we go. He, he had this 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 disrespectful mm -hmm. I feel hideous, you. I feel misled it. Little mm -hmm. girlfriend, ex-girlfriend who her mama wasn't raised and obviously had a lot of trauma, still yep. got a lot of trauma, yep. and just uh, full of drama. Yeah. Where this was a few months ago, where he was stabbed by this little girl. Jesus. And because she was so crazy. 
ended up in jail because she lied and said he tore up her house and oh wow ended up he ended up getting out the charges were dropped and now we have to get a restraining order against this 19 year old little girl wow this is what happened when kids Trauma is passed down to from mama. It's passed down. Personal trauma okay, so being passed and not being kid. Now, story time. This is, this is the night. <laughs> but listen, you. It's passed down. So when when we talk about children, mm-hmm. they can be raised by the same same parents, but then you got, I, you got four different people. Yes, right. you got four different people, yes. and I have five different ones. I have a. I have a whole story to go right along with what you said. You're gonna be Ooh. like, are we cousins? Like, I told we might we asked her. This my cousin Latanya. We don't <laughs> <laughs> you might want to take your sip right oh, now. And I'm pretty sure I can share well. this without telling you a whole bunch of details because I put it was on Facebook because I my life is as many blogs on Facebook. But okay. um one of my sons <laughs> makes questionable, well, they all make questionable decisions, but he made one in terms of women. Now, mm-hmm. I gave them all the talk. These are young men of color. So mm-hmm. I gave them the talk about if you date a person who's not a color, understand they hold a position of power and privilege. And they can say at any time you raped them, hit them, did this, did that, whatever. Mm-hmm. And in the town we live in, you're going to jail. Okay. We're in a white town. Don't play with okay. these girls. And I didn't say you couldn't date them. Don't, that's not what I'm saying. Right. But understand the power differential in that relationship. She will always have the legal upper hand mm. understand that and right. i'm not saying dv victims are that way because i worked in the shelter i understand it, it can work either way mm-hmm. but we live in america and we see how many men of color get shot yes somebody called the cops and it was a miss whatever and they just shot okay. yes so i always gave them that talk be careful be careful mm-hmm. be careful be careful yes um yes date who you love obviously i did right 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 <laughs> but watch yourself yes um also um well so i'll just go to the story i told them too just be careful where you at when you choose these women mm. and i'm about to get all kind of cliche don't go to the shadiest house with the most ratchet people right and find the most ratchet person you can find alley cats yeah and you know what i'm saying I ain't saying nothing about income level. I'm not saying anything about education level. That has 100% nothing to do with it. I'm talking about people who weren't raised right, who are living in in drug addiction. They have too many traumas for them to deal with. And my family is a caretaker family. They like to Mm. choose people who are just, and I do too. We choose people who are are really traumatized to be our friends Mm. and our our partners in life and so that's what my one of my sons did and he happened to do it in one of the suburbs of Detroit now we live in a, again a small town not anywhere near Detroit necessarily I'm from Detroit and so I'm from the D but um he chose a, a young lady who was from one of the suburbs happened to be a white girl it's fine I was cool with that. Um, but then I don't know how they fell out or what happened. And I don't know. It was from one of the suburbs. That's a little sketch. Mm-hmm. I ain't even going to tell you which one, but it was sketch. Oh, and wow. when I heard it, I was like, bruh, did you vet this girl? Did you? Mm. 
because mm, you're not from Wayne County, okay? Right. You know what I'm saying? You don't know how they roll. You don't understand if you piss them off what's to come. Right. It's not just her that's going to roll up on you. It's her whole family. Right. You don't mm, understand. It's, it's a different mentality than when you have grown up, sweetie. Yes. And I yeah. said, you can't deal with that. You don't get it. Like, I, you know. Anyway, yes. he called me one night. And he needed our help because it had gotten into a thing and there was no, nobody hit each other or anything, but she had some property that belonged to him. And y'all, I'm telling you, I'm a Taurus. <laughs> <laughs> because he had made that decision. Me and my daughter and my, my best friend, who I told you about a second ago, had to roll up. Oh. <laughs> roll, up to roll up. Down to the suburbs. Yes. Well, we come for our kids, especially the people. Okay. <laughs> I rolled up. I'm knocking on the girl door, like blah blah blah. Get my son property back. I said, I'm crazy. I said, you don't you don't understand me. I'm I've never said I ain't got no problems. You know, I'm I'm I rolled deep for my kid. And they kept, you know, you all, of course, like I said, her family was calling the acting a fool. They like pull up. I'm like, I am pulled up. Yeah, I'm pulled up. Like, what you doing? But that's what I'm saying. Like, they choose people who've gone through some severe traumas. Yeah, and you got to be careful to teach your kid. Look, you don't have to be the counselor for oh everybody. That's you don't a, that's have to be in a relationship for the both. Good point. Good you point. can be at a distance and 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 be there for people, but at some point, cut that rope and let them get some help because she was toxic, 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 toxic. And even in friendships, I try to tell them if that person you talking now because it's five of them, and I'm always I'm always giving this speech and giving it to myself too because I have to be careful. I have to watch it if that that friendship. Is taking too much of your energy Ooh, because it's so toxic. Cut it off. Because, or at least at the very least, put some distance. Yeah. Put some distance. You can put a healthy distance and still be there. Yeah. But if yeah. it gets to be real wild, bye. Right. And you but that's a part of people. having those conversations, though, Patricia. And I didn't really get that. When you are, when you have a child and you are, you deal with the formative years. This is where you teach them how to show up in relationships. You yeah. don't have to solve everybody's problem. You don't. Everybody's mama. Because some people, if you don't teach mm -hmm. them that, they will attach themselves to yes. and say, I have to save you. Yeah, I got to save them. No, I you have, don't. There's a savior who will do I that. Have, exactly. You are not the person. You are not the preacher, pastor, whatever. Ooh, and guess what? Wee. They don't want to be saved. Let me say that again. They wow. don't want to be saved. Wow. I, I have a child, and you already know it's that 19-year-old. <laughs> 100%. I'm reading the comment. I'm trying to post the yes. comment because they're coming in. Yes. Uh, My coach listen. is in the comments. Listen. Yes, 90%. Ninety percent of one of my children's problems is because they choose to think they can save the world and they can't. Ooh. And I've been there. I've been there too. But Me you know too. what? I'm gonna say this too. And I've been criticized and almost ridiculed and stoned. But that's all right. Mm. Invite me back again. 
sister, once I say this. <laughs> <laughs> What's she about to you said, bite her back again? <laughs> Dang, I didn't finish my cup of pop. I'm gonna have to pour a whole nother one. It's okay to allow your children to make mistakes. Yes, sis. Oh my god, Within it is okay. it's so scary because without mistakes, there's no room for growth. Woo, girl. Step back. Girl. Step back. Step back. Mm -mm -mm. I ain't saying I'm going to so let my hard. kids go out there and get hit by a Mack truck if I see a Mack truck coming. But it's okay for them to trip and fall with them not tying their shoestrings. Y'all follow me? Mm -hmm. Wow. Mm -hmm. Wow. But the, the clincher is, as a parent, you let them make mistakes and you use that as a teachable moment. Is mm -hmm. when a child doesn't have those conversations, you leave it up to their own very creative imagination. A part of child rearing is conversation and teaching and nurture. It's more mm -hmm. than just, I paid for you to do this. I bought to get your hair done. I send you to school. Right. I give you food. And that's good stuff too. But mm -hmm. there has to be some interaction and some nurture. We can't be Definitely. so busy, so Definitely. consumed by dating or jobs or whatever that we're not teaching them these principles. Exactly. Active teaching. And not, yes. not only that, we teach them, we tell them to go to school. We tell them about healthy dating. We tell we tell them about it, but we don't teach them the importance of it or what to do. That part. When they get into it, actually, yes. when it happens. We have yes. to right. teach them what to do during. We can tell right. them about it all day long. And yes. not only that, we have to display it because yes. we have to use hand-on training with these babies. You See? know how they say, let, let's be real, because I'm a realist. <laughs> come on, come on. You know how I'm an old school. Y'all know yeah. how they used to use hooked on phonics. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. A take lot of people in this day and age are visible learners. And that's how a lot of these kids learn. And what I'm saying is our children, we are our children learning too. They learning from our Yes, behavior. we are. And we yes. just play what they see. So yes. if, if I run a if I'm running around with Willie Earl and them, come on, Willie Earl, Willie Earl, Willie Earl oh, and his brother and them too. Come on, what you, think, what you think my daughter gonna do? And speaking of daughter, she just walked up in here. Too. Yours too, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, she she gonna lay out with him, but she's 23, and Willie Earl Jr. ain't laying up in my house or oh, Junior, little Junior. But I'm gonna tell you this: this girl right here, she got one son. And she gonna work every day much as I do. And guess who raised her son? She do. I don't. Come on. Woo, and you're right. Whoever read made that comment take every advantage of every teachable moment. Yeah. Everything. Mm -hmm. Everything is a teachable. Well, listen to this though. You just hit you hit you hit a little nerve there. When we are raising our children, okay. Yep. I want to yep. talk about specifically. The, the situations where we put them off on our parents. Uh-huh. The reason why I was so close to my grandmother is because that was where my nurture came from. Right. So you can't get jealous when your child bonds with their grandmother if you always dropping them off over there. 
Yeah. That's a part of that's trauma too. Yeah. You know what? I gotta admit. And Ma, I hope you're watching. Let me give a shout out to my mama. But hey, mama. I gotta say, I gotta say, and this is the one time that I can acknowledge her by her name. Mom, please don't be mad at me. Muriel, uh -huh. Hughes, don't I don't ever say her name because that's out of respect for my mom. But Muriel Hughes, she didn't play that dropping your kids off. And I thank her on today, even at 14, because I chose to be grown. I raised yes. my children. The best yeah. I know how, but she didn't play that. Oh, you're gonna drop them off. So my children, when they say like when they clean, yeah, they love their grandparents because they know them. But yeah. when I say these kids are at my hip, at my you can really tell I breastfed my kids because they <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about it. Oh, well, I'm just but for real though, um my children in the reality is. I'm all they know. Yeah. With the exception of my mom and my dad. Right. Yes. I'm all they know. Yeah. But what happens is going back to my upbringing, my mother's second husband, um, the story I got was that the apartment building didn't allow children. Oh, wow. Okay? That's the story I got as a kid. So I didn't have a reason to not believe it because who am I? I, I couldn't go online and Google it. You know, Willow Run, does they allow kids? I mean, you, it was what it was. So when I got, when I had to live with my grandmother yeah. in my mind, it was, I can't live there. But I'm thinking to myself, what kind of apartment would tell you? Now I can see pets, yeah, but kids. So mm -hmm. here is here I am basically being raised by my grandmother, who I loved dearly. Yeah. But the consequence of that is now I see you've placed this man above, above me. Mm -hmm. So now I don't trust you like that. Right. Because yes. you decided the most important thing in your life was cohabitating and marrying this strange man who mm -hmm. eventually was the, the molester. Wow. So when I did finally get to move into the house that they got, he took advantage of when she was at work. Mm. And then what's worse than that is that she didn't believe it. Oh, so yeah, wow. that's the person who shows up in a relationship that doesn't have trust for people. Yes. Yes. Started out as a kid. How are we supposed to have our children learn what trust is or learn how to tell when something happens? If you tell it and you're not believed. And that's that's important that we say out loud, most children who are molested are telling the truth. I believe that. I'm going to say that. Mo, I won't say all because there are very few exceptions, though. Okay. Very few exceptions where a kid has lied about that. But most children and also parents need to understand that how prevalent it is. It's it, yes. and it's not going to be a stranger. This is what, what we as a, as a black community need to understand in our families. Because we, as a culture, kept that secret. Yes. All of our families have a, all of our families have the molester. I don't know one family of friends who I have who doesn't have a molester in their family. A serial molester. Okay. Okay. Now I can talk about this. We, in my family, it's a couple. And she, 
Latoya, no, I just called out one. <laughs> just called him out. She called him. She called him by his government name. Good job, sis. I called him Good out by his job. name. I posted pictures, screenshot. One thing I'm not. I'm not <laughs> nice. I see the evidence. Evidence, everything. One thing about me, I'm gonna show you hardcore facts. It's enough. Is enough. That was just one. It's yeah. gonna be some more. But yeah. I gotta get. I gotta get the proof hardcore because. Son, like I said, people are visual learners and they only take the things they see. So once they see it, maybe it open up their eyes to suppose mm -hmm. because they mouth been silent enough. Mm -hmm. But you know, my daughter was been through some trauma, and I can speak about it because I had a lot of people in my family that I had to cut off because they tried to say my daughter was a liar. Wow, and I'm gonna say this because hell was in the Bible. I will go through hell and hot water about mine. Me too. And understand this: it divided me with 90 percent of my family. But you know what? At yeah. the end yep. of the day, yep. I stood flat foot and bold. Yep. And I stood behind my daughter. Yep. And I made sure the little pedophile pervert was prosecuted to the fullest. That's it right there. Day. He's yeah. still behind bars. And I still get to side. And I asked them, did they need, they I need for some prophetic healing because I'm still standing on what I believe in. Stand and on I'm going to call them out. I'm telling you. Out. Because First enough people. is enough. Because yes. back in the day, yes. oh, don't tell nobody that, that Uncle James and touched you. Uh, hmm. Don't do this right now. Yeah. Yeah. Y'all, you know what? This conversation. You know what? This conversation. Didn't I tell y'all? I'm not holding back. And that person so, still, what used to bother me is that person still at all the family functions. Now they know. They and, know. And they send up patronizing this man too. Oh, still at all the family functions, all around all the kids, deacons in the church. This, oh, no, no, no. I got one better than you. I got one better for you. What you got? I'm talk about my aunties too. How about you know your husband, your man is a pedophile. There it and is. And he didn't touch your daughter, and you still with this man to this day. There we go. Now you in my life. There it is right there. And call these fools out, send them to jail. Send yep. them to jail. Yep. And you know what? And I will. And I won't stop until that happens. Because why? Because I'm an advocate for every child that don't have a voice that wants to speak, but right. always silent because of their family too busy trying to cover it up. Because yeah. they so used to being prideful. Or, hmm. oh, let's keep this in between a family. No, we ain't keeping mm -mm. this in between no family. No. Mm -mm. no. And, and my, my uh, answer to that, when they said that, I said, did you kill him? Oh, hold on. It, I it, said it, that. And, and mm -hmm. let, let's call out the little perverts that's women, too, because we got some sick women yeah. in these families. Oh, yes. That's what a lot of people don't expose, too. Playing yes. with these old boys, they private areas and stuff, and they don't get exposed, too. Talking about, are you trying to touch on him to make his wee-wee bigger? No, are you sick, sis? And we got to stop stuff like that. We say the most ignorance, backwards things. Wow. That yeah. pass on from generation to generation to generation. What and it is, needs to stop. It, it, it needs, needs to, to stop, stop because you know and the guess word what? for that. I mean, there's a word for that. <laughs> and it's gonna incest. stop. Incest. And wonder why. And wonder why it's so many mental retardation going on in this world. Like y'all, anxiety, depression, PTSD, PTSD, name it. 
Yeah, you wonder why you why. sisters, you wonder why you sisters and brother, but that's your granddaddy, uncle, cousin. Oh my okay. God. And we sexualize our kids so early in our families. Oh, look at her butt so big. What no, 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 no. doing? You know That's what? Baby. I, listen, I got one better than this. My dad. Oh, I know I'm finna get in trouble for this, but I don't even care. Uh, <laughs> it's all right. I'm we're gonna be in trouble with you. You you ready to take sip? Y'all want to take sip? Y'all want to take sip for this? Y'all might want to take sip. Let me get myself. This, I left mine in the kitchen. I'm good. And this one's sick. One. <laughs> one of my stepmamas per se this is a bad habit she said she always labelizing children as sexy or what? yes what is that oh no i've heard that too you right yes or i got this uncle i got this uncle that 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 allowed this great uncle that uh, that always want the nephews and nieces to sit on his, sit lap, on his lap and always talk about how big they ain't got and I won't them come spend night. No, bro. No, no. Don't sit no. on nobody lap. Listen, you no. can't even come nope. and spend the night on my. You can't nope. even come and visit. Listen, nope. let, let me no. tell you this. Since I've been on my own in my own house since I was sixteen, I'm forty now, and I can tell you. 85% of my family has never been to my house. It's all right. 85. My Lord. Don't that speak volumes? Mm. I hear you, Kia. I saw your mm -hmm. comment. I, I feel you. Mm -hmm. I feel that. I feel mm -hmm. that, Kia. Ooh -wee. But yeah. this is the thing because I'm looking at my own life. And the issue becomes the people who have the access to our children right there. are the people who are able to, to do this. If you monitor the access, because you can't assume that everybody's intentions are pure. You can't make any assumptions anymore. No. You can't. And if you, no, you see can't. your child's behavior changing, don't just say they bad. Mm -hmm. Don't just send them away to, to some to some juvenile delinquent school. Mm -hmm. You need to find out what could possibly be happening to them that they can't articulate to you because they're kids. Right. Right. Exactly. And we're gonna process that like an adult. I barely can process it, and I'm almost fifty. Right. And another thing we have right. to stop Ooh. doing, mothers, mothers. Talk to them, sis. Ooh. <laughs> Oh, oh, this is kind of hurting myself, but I gotta say it because we we gotta stop telling our kids, even though we don't like it. Stop telling our girls, don't bring home no babies because you might don't know how they got that baby. Ooh, oh, oh, wow, oh, that's a wow. You on point with that, sis? You're right. You don't know. You don't know. And with that, and that has happened to people. It has happened to young people. <laughs> and when you look at how the religious community has responded to that going back in the day, they don't care how you got pregnant. You wrong, and you're going to get put out to church. We all care how to get there. You want okay. me to bring you home? You ready for me to bring you home? Woo! I ain't got much water left, girl. Hurry up. Let, let, let me bring it home to you. Jesus. 
Ooh, let me bring her. Let me, let me give a disclosure. I love my church family and I love my church. But, but, <laughs> there is a but. And because I'm here, I'm going to give y'all a but first before I tell y'all. Okay. Just know that we serving God and not the people at the church. That's why I'm we're on right there. Right Very there. good point. Very good point, sir. So let me just yes, say this. Very good point. When my daughter became pregnant, she was sat down. Yeah. Oh, my ah, God. Ah. Their mouth. There it is. Their mouth ran like water run, not knowing of the situation. And not that it was any of their situation. Instead of embracing her, praying for her, seeing what she needs. See? That part. Right there. They tried to kill her character. See? But the same young lady that they tried to kill graduated on time. Yes. We heard son at her graduation. Come on. Graduated from college on time. Got a good job on time. Come on. That little chocolate little boy. (laughs) Come on. He's thriving and doing well in school. And you know why? Because she had a praying grandmother. Yes, God. She had a praying mother. And she had people that was still in the church that surrounded her in love. Right. So much as the busy bodies tried to kill her, we still surrounded her in love. But that just goes to show you people in the church. I hear you. Don't hate me because I, I am a believer and I am a woman of God, but we as people of God, we have to be careful when we judge people. Oh, we better be. We better be. And we wonder why our young people don't go to church. Mm-hmm. Right, Patricia. Mm-hmm. Right. We wonder why. Why why would you go? Listen. And I that would be a part of church hurt. Yeah. We ain't gonna talk about church hurt. That that's that could be that's a, a, that's a whole church hurt. Yeah, hurt week. me. And that's critical conversation because when that's I'm next ooh, week. Ooh, <laughs> we don't have to come back to that because we I ain't gonna go there because I got a lot to say. That's like three or four hours. Ooh, I, I'm telling I got, you. Listen, you gonna make because we gonna have to do this again because the religious spirit, yeah, that exists in the church, yes. has held us captive from really being the 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 community based church that we That's should it, be right there. Yeah. We have not really walked in the fullness of what I believe God intended the mm-hmm. church to be because yeah. we were so busy trying to make people feel ashamed. Yes. Because when you're pregnant, people can see your stomach, but they send in too. I just and can't heard, see it. I can't see it. Where the daddy Listen, at? And, and you know what? I, I'm going to tell you like this. I'm going to mm-hmm. talk about it like this. <laughs> sins. They, they only talk about the sins that's visible. Let's See? talk, let's talk about things, about overeating, <laughs> shopping, fornicating, adultery, over all that type of stuff, lying, stealing, killing. And I ain't talking about shooting or murdering nobody, but the power of your tongue. 
That's it right let me, there. Let me throw this at you because I was it. thinking about this earlier. And mm-hmm. let me let me make this mm-hmm. very clear, unequivocally clear. I am a born again believer. Mm-hmm. I was raised in church and I don't uh, discount my upbringing at all. It made right. me who I am. But another form of trauma is having to go to church every time it opens, but your your home life is different from when your family is in the church. Right. So how am I supposed to grow up understanding what, what true Christianity and, and discipleship means if when we go to church, we didn't, we, we, we one way. But then when we come home, we're different. And that's, that's important because in, in parenting in general and like trauma and compartmentalizing your emotions and yeah, how you behave. So, like, people, I think, just in my case, like, um, I'm who I am in public and in private. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I and that's am. important. That's if important. I'm gonna go off on the kids because I'm they do something ridiculous. It's gonna happen in the middle of Meyer. It's gonna happen in church. It's See? gonna happen wherever because I can't switch it off, and I won't be fake. I'm right. not gonna be an actor. I'm gonna do me wherever I'm doing. If you don't like me, then you can whatever. Take a flying leap. I don't yeah. care. Absolutely. I I've always been that way. I can't control uh you know I'm starting to switch on to be the ultimate Christian. I I know what the Bible says about being a Christian. I'm Paul said I die daily. Yes. Okay. That's the word. And you have uh-huh. to re- every single moment I'm repenting about something ridiculous I've done. And, and God, you, I'm sorry. Lord, I'm sorry. And so so I don't I don't understand how people can be one way. I I see it. That they're one way in church and one way at home or whatever the case yeah. is. But no, shut up. You don't go to church, dog. Hush. Hush. <laughs> the dog said amen. Like, amen. He's, he's amen. He's agreeing with you. But you know what? Really it happens, happens like a lot. When, a, when, a, when, a, when your parent, if your parents are in ministry, that's where it really gets tough. Because yeah. when you are... You go to church and your parents are a part of ministry and you see them operating within their ministry but yet when you get home that's not the same parent yes and then you have every time you go to church they're saying oh i want you to meet you know you got another spiritual sister a spiritual brother and i'm thinking but what about your biologicals mm-hmm. how you how you so you know you everybody's <laughs> church mother, you everybody's this but when you get home you're not that to the children that you gave birth to. And again, I love my family, but we're talking about trauma. Right. So yeah. You can't be so deep in the church that you running around town preaching and singing and, and, and praying heaven down, but you're not even in a good spot with your own children who you brought into yeah. this world. It's your house. You don't want to be. And you know, Tanya, I'm you- talking about that kind of trauma. Tanya, you've seen it on my Facebook. Sometimes I'm like, I'm gonna have to take take a step back and get my life in order. Like every yes. once in a while, I'm like, I'm yes. gonna take a step back because for some reason I'll get off the path or things will just get to be because my anxiety won't handle if things get to be too much. I gotta yeah. take a step back and be like, oh, you know, it's the same thing with church. Sometimes it's too much. You gotta take a step back from church and just be like, too oh, you- church is a building, it's a people. But sometimes, man, sometimes God needs yeah. you by just you. You right. Got to work right. on you. You're and you right. know what? As being in ministry, woo, baby, <laughs> and being in leadership, woo, come on, baby. come on. 
I am a walking target. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, and yes. Ain't, and ain't nothing worse than your own kids calling you out. Oh. Whoa. I'm just... And what I tell my kids, my and what I tell everybody, not just my kids, my life is the same whether I'm at work, whether I'm at home, whether I'm at church, period. And yeah. that's because what you need to see. Because consistency. Because you know why? It takes too much time and energy to be all these different people. I ain't got <laughs> right. Gotta remember everything. You got that right. So what you see is what you get. Hello? Deal with it. Or don't. Or don't. Because I don't but, need you around. Like, but, you what I, I, but what I <laughs> encourage people to do is, if yeah. you see me doing something that's not of God, mm -hmm. first thing you do is pray for me. P-R-A-Y. Don't pray on me. P-R-E-Y. Right. Oh, now. <laughs> Come on. Secondly, Come to me in love. Yes. Because it's not what you say. It's, it's how, how you say, you say it. it. Mm -hmm. Yes. Because you can kill somebody. Like I said, the tongue is the most dangerous. I have literally sharp, sharp. Yes. Yes. Sharp. Sharp. Yep. Very sharp. And this is where it hurts. Church people can kill somebody. Oh, yeah. Now, and from the pulpit. Yeah. From the pulpit. Yeah. If that sermon wasn't divinely inspired and it's somebody's opinion, political stance, own trauma coming through, this is a big one because I have had to. Mm -mm. Sometimes people's traumas come through from the pulpit. That's a good and point. Yes. The, star. the entire That's congregation a good point. is a victim at that point. And That's I'm talking about, I'm, I'm, I'm big on things like women and, and have been victimized in church. And by victimized, I don't necessarily mean sexually. I mean right. being taught these misogynistic ideas about how we're inferior. Mm -hmm. And it's real slick, y'all. It's real slick how it happens. And you will fall into it. And next thing you know, you feel less than and you sitting in the house of God. How did that happen? But we have to make sure we're not using church to try to raise our kids. Church is a part of our lives. But at the end of the day, as parents, we need to be teaching our children at home Bible-based principles and right mm -hmm. from wrong. You can't just shovel them in Sunday school, shovel them in, you know, in church, close the door, and don't, you know, don't teach them on your own. Like right. the school. The school That's is right. not right. raise your kids. You That's have right. to raise your kids. But people try to push their kids off on other people to get raised someplace else, and that's how they become traumatized. Mm -hmm. That's how. Mm -hmm. Disclaimer, this pastors, ministers, and teachers. I love you. There she go again. But please, <laughs> y'all don't know. And if, think about what you're thinking about when I say this. Yes. But please don't do this. Please don't use the pulpit for a boxing ring. Oh, thank you. Woo -wee. Thank you. And this ain't personal. But it's necessary. It, it has is. It is. You're right. Mm -hmm. And you're right. Church is a hospital. It's supposed to be. Supposed to be. It's supposed to be. 
at the end of the day, you're right. You're supposed to go home, be patched up. So the rest of that week, whether it's till Wednesday or for that next Sunday, right? You, you okay? Yeah. You gotta do your work, like you said. <laughs> you gotta do your work. And even even <laughs> when you select a church home, you should keep your whole family in mind. I don't mm-hmm. just want a church that makes me feel good. I mm-hmm. want my husband, my daughter. I want an atmosphere right. of worship that's gonna feed my family. I want my family to be, you know, spiritually fed in in an environment, you know, that we should be, and that's not toxic. Can not I say something? Yeah, yeah we got about three more minutes. Go ahead, sis. Let me give it to y'all like this. Remember how I was talking y'all about the children? Mm-hmm. We need to pay attention to the children. Mm-hmm. My children led me to my church. Okay. My own oh, children, and I have been at my church going on 19 years in April. Oh, wow. wow. My children would sneak out the house to go to the church. Oh, mm. let that sink in. Wow. What okay. I'm telling y'all, I was say, that's, that's awesome. Parents, pay attention to these children. Yeah. Yes, please do. Mm-hmm. Please do. Mm-hmm. And you know, kids don't come with filters, so they mm-hmm. really will tell you. They the sure truth. don't. They just say anything, so they right. come out telling you the truth. <laughs> listen, listen to them and take it to heart. We mm-hmm. get our feelings hurt by kids, and we'd be like, "No, you didn't." Like, what yes. You just said? Yes. But they're telling you they're not trying to they hurt your feelings. They like, they're just telling you, like, "Hey, this is what it is." Right. You know, I, I've heard so many little kids right. say, to "Mom, you were mean the other day." You were mean. You yelled at me and it hurt my feelings. I'm like, that child just literally expressed to you how they feel. You should be thankful. How they feel. I'm, I'm bad at that. I have to get better at, at listening to my own daughter and not mm-hmm. taking things so personally. Uh, yes. and, and it's, it's not easy, y'all. I could, I'm, no, I'm honest. It's not. But it when a child tells you what their, their heart is saying, mm. even if it comes out a little bit passionate, you, you really need to. You need to listen. Yeah, you do. You it sting a little bit. That's what happens. It sting. Don't it like sting. a oh, it sting. Oh, it sting. Oh. It sting. But like? it's necessary. I would it rather her happen. tell me and it sting than to run behind somebody else who don't love her and doesn't right. have her best interest and tell it to them. Or go That's have your knucklehead friends give them stupid advice. See that part. A, my mama did this. Well, you should smoke this and you'll feel better. See? See? So I want her mm-hmm. to be able to come to me with that, but I have to learn how to be receptive and mm-hmm. take my personal feelings, mm-hmm. you know, away from it and don't discount, you know, what she's feeling. You know we what a good answer is sometimes for particularly I think that that's 16 to 25 age when that's for me that's the most challenging because yes, learning, I that's that learning curve you know I would agree the, mm-hmm, that perfect I would agree I would that agree. perfect answer for me has always been you right yeah yeah whether I believe it or not you right and not condescendingly just like okay you right because that gives me a chance to step back and think about it I gotta have y'all back. We are out of time, but I want to thank y'all. So this two hours flew by. My background, I'm sorry. Oh, that's okay. 
I want to thank my sisters, Latanya and Patricia. I love thank y'all. You. We, gotta, we gotta have you all back. You will have a standing invitation. I okay. also want to say hi. Oh, I want to also thank our, our viewing audience. Thank you for chiming in. Thank you for the comments. Um, thank you so much. And be sure to share the video. Be sure to like, share, and follow Trailblazers Radio. I also want to say on my, at the end of my show last week, I gave a number if someone was in crisis. Yeah. And uh, my coach mentioned that I probably should give the number for the National Suicide Prevention. It's now 988. Only three numbers that you can dial if you feel you are at a place. It could be due to childhood trauma or any kind of trauma. If you ever get in that desolate place where you feel as though your life is not worth living we're here to tell you it is but in case we're nowhere near you could you please pick up the phone and dial 988 so that you can get some immediate help Mm -hmm. and i also want to say this season y'all uh we're going into the holiday and there is seasonal affective disorders there are people who who deal with a deep depression around the holiday time i'm going to be praying for you all uh and i'm I'm included in that because even though i have my my family um i did lose my stepdad and my uncle but i still have living family but sometimes people grieve people who are living because the relationship isn't there so don't discount people well your mama allowed your daddy allowed you should be all right you don't know what kind of issues go on in people's families yeah. Do not make assumptions that because the person is living that they're in right standing with that person. And holiday time means togetherness. So it could be depressing to some people that they don't have that mother or father that they could just call. They're alive, but they yeah. can't just pick up the phone because they're not in a good place with them. They need, need prayer too. That's true. We need prayer too. So I want to thank my girls. I love y'all. This has been an amazing time with you. Um, Each time I do this, I feel a weight lifted because a lot of what I'm sharing, I have not shared before. Mm. But the whole objective of Critical Conversations is not just to talk about it. It's to get healed from it. And if if you've ever told someone to just get over it, shame on you. That's Mm -hmm. right. Shame on you. We can't Uh get over, but we can overcome it. Two different things. That's true. We can overcome, but do not tell a person to just get over it. Because you don't know what it takes for a person who has anxiety, depression, PTSD. If you don't know that life, God Uh bless you. And you better give God the best praise you can. That's not your life. But somebody else, that is their life. And they're Christian. And they're still dealing with some very real trauma. We are still healing. We're still mm-hmm. on the healing and wholeness and wellness journey. So mm-hmm. don't judge. Yes, there you go. Five, Holy Ghost field, and we know who God is, but there's some deep-rooted stuff that we haven't dealt with. So here I am at almost 50, finally dealing with my life. So mm-hmm. I thank my two guests. We're going to have to do it again soon. I thank yeah. all of you all for watching. Please share, like, and replay my replay viewers thank you for chiming in keep on commenting 
Thank you all. And I want to bid you all farewell and good night from Critical Conversations Trailblazers Radio. Woo! <laughs> Thank you. See you later. Bye.